The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level three. Make that anger match for class. This is Sports Rage. I am Morency. Shout out to our boy Earl Skakel who uh, just joined our chat asking if there's any women uh, in the chat. I told him wrong chat. Unless um, Sooner Lisa's gone to bed already. Wrong chat, Earl. Sorry. Wrong chat. I am Renzi. We're kicking it Sunday, bloody Sunday. Ian Cameron will step back up and in and uh, join us. And Babano did make me laugh, actually, when he used the word reconcile. Well, we have to reconcile. <laughs> Maybe he is funny after all. Um, and I'm kind of, you know, I said, yeah, I'm trying to reconcile. How come I don't have more money in my account right now? Considering the $1,000 parlay hit. So if you tuned in on Friday and listen... In hindsight, it's kind of frustrating right now, and we even told you how point spreads don't really ever come into play, but I didn't love every game. You know what I mean? I didn't love, you know what I mean? I wasn't sure about every game from from a point spread perspective, but we would have won, right? We would have won anyways. We would have won, like the parlay would have paid a hell of a lot more if we didn't just uh, only uh, money line it, but it's okay. Um, San Francisco was plus 145 on the money line, and that's, that's what pumped that parlay up. But I'm glad to see that a bunch of you hit. Uh, shout out to our boy Shano, who I saw. He sent me a screenshot. Shano put 40 bucks on it, got like 260 back, 270 back, or something like that. Like I said, we did it on the air, and I was like, right, how do we get this to a thousand? And actually, you know what? I after I ended up getting to a thousand and thirty-four because uh, I, I put um, I ended up putting more on it uh, than uh, the 140. When I was on the air, I was 140. I think I put like 149 or whatever the hell it was. Anyways. So um, we got to, it was $1,034 I got back for it. It's a nice payday, though, huh? Nice payday. I'm, I'm happy. I hope somebody uh, hit it. I mean, our boy Sko is always panicking in Michigan with his parlay picks. Hey, I got my rent. I need to pay the rent. I sent him the, I said, hey, listen, here's the parlay. You want to pay your rent? Here's the parlay. Here's the rent pair. Put $140 on this thing, you'll get $1,000 even back. You, know, you want to put a little bit more? Now after, I'm like, man, the whole thing is, too, I'm, you know, I bet more than 140 on these games. I just wanted to see what we could do to get to a thousand. I, you know, I've been doing that this year, and I've been having fun with it, and uh, we've won a couple of times, right? Where it's like, what can we, you know, what I mean, let's get this play up to a thousand and see what it is. This week's a little trickier. You know, what I mean, I'll try. I'll put together a parlay again this week, but oh boy, oh boy, this week's you know, this week it gets harder, man, because the teams now everybody's good. There's no more mismatches. So let's say, yeah, man, Green Bay Packers, Buffalo Bills, and Tennessee Cincinnati's a real toss-up, man. That game's a real toss-up. I lean Cincinnati right now. That's seven to one. That's plus seven oh seven. Green Bay Packers money line, Buffalo Bills money line, Cincinnati Bengals money line. 
the money line parlay plus seven oh seven. Two underdogs, you know, boost this thing pretty nicely, right? With with Buffalo and Cincinnati. And as and I brought this up earlier, if if Buffalo beats Kansas City and Cincinnati beats Tennessee, then the Buffalo Bills would host the AFC Conference Championship game against the Cincinnati Bengals. If the Tennessee Titans beat the Bengals and the Buffalo Bills beat the Kansas City Chiefs, then the Buffalo Bills would be in Tennessee in the AFC Conference Championship game. And if the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Buffalo Bills and Tennessee wins, then it's KC at Tennessee. Or it would be basically like uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, long story short, Cincinnati would be on the road either way if they won. Like if Cincinnati won, they would either be in Kansas City or they would be in Buffalo um, after the fact in the AFC Conference Championship game. Are we going to have a Super Bowl rematch? It can, you know, this really is something special that Mahomes are gunning for their third straight Super Bowl. And Tampa Bay can't be discounted. We sort of forget about Tampa. They're not on the board right now because they're going to play the winner of Arizona and the Rams. That game is going to be Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon. And, you know, it gets a little confusing. I got confused earlier because of the sports books. The sports books post numbers up, but they didn't have it in the proper rotation, and they don't. That's what happens when you live and die with sports books only, right? <laughs> like like FanDuel, FanDuel put the, the odds up, but they didn't know the times, I don't think. So they just sort of had it, like, randomly. Um, so you can confuse yourself with this stuff. But nevertheless, uh, ne- ne- nevertheless, Ian Cameron's going to be joining us. We'll, we'll continue to talk about the Monday Nighter. And, man, the Rams really have owned Arizona. This is one of these deals, this football game. The number I would prefer if it was three. All right? Like, the odds makers have done, I don't know, the odds makers are basically almost boxing you in to take an Arizona, to be honest. And I'm not giving you, I'm not saying Arizona, I'm not giving you Arizona right now. Tune in to Game Time Decisions tomorrow at 6 o'clock Eastern. We're going to break down this game. But, you know, it's not like you like the Rams. All right. You want to take the Rams? You got to win by four points. And then it's like, all right, you want to take, okay, I don't want to lay the three and a half. What about the money line? It's 180. I'm a money line guy, but I'm a money line guy up to like 160, 162. Like, like 165 is like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't like getting, you know, I prefer money lines than when they're in the 140s type of deal. And I can live with a 150 money line. I can live with a buck 50. But, you know, minus 180. You're you're, you're laying nearly two to one now. You're not going to win money long term laying 180s on money lines, right? And especially on Matt Stafford in, in, in a playoff game. But I know the Rams have secondary issues. And speaking of issues, I noticed we didn't get a countdown and there was no music. Uh, coming coming back in here, so I don't know if I am supposed to randomly guess when we're going to go to a commercial break. I'll just keep talking, <laughs> and you guys go to a break when we go to a break because seems like we've lost communication. Houston, we have a problem. I mean, say I'm like Captain Kirk right now. Kirk Enterprise, Kirk, Kirk Enterprise. There's no one there. Hey man, it's like, oh boy, I'm, I'm stuck on this planet by myself here. <laughs> that's, that's what's going on here right now. So uh, shout out to everybody tuning in on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. I am Renzi, and I'm all alone. I'm all alone. But uh, Ian Cameron will be back uh, with us. I know that. 
Ian Cameron will be back with us in a couple more moments. There we go. There's the music. Yeah, like I said, I don't want to lay a buck 80. I think the Rams win the game, though. I do think the Rams are going to advance. They better. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's level three. This is Sports Rage. I am Rancy. We're kicking it with Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Bob Bano. We're throwing it down Sunday, but least Sunday. The Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, Sports Grade Radio Network, Sirius XM, Channel 159. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates uh, joining us nationwide as well on the Sports Map and Sports Byline Radio Networks, Armed Forces Radio Networks uh, as well. So if you're just joining us, we were talking about Monday Night Football. It should be a good one. NFC West uh, rivals go head to head. The Rams have absolutely owned the Arizona Cardinals over the years, except whatever. You know what I mean? This Matt Stafford's first year here uh, with the Rams. Stafford is is a concern uh, for many. Babano brought up um, secondary and injury concerns for the Los Angeles Rams, looking at points being put up on the board. And uh, Babano, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but for people who are just joining us, it sounded as uh, we went out to break um, when we were speaking uh, a couple of minutes ago that you're leaning with the Arizona Cardinals plus the points. Yeah, not leaning. This is my favorite side of the weekend. Uh, no Ooh. question about that. Uh, it's definitely. I mean, I was only lukewarm on the on the. Uh, well, I like the Bengals Bills parlay, but I'm talking about a straight side. Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of liked San Francisco. I didn't love them. I kind of liked Philly, and they got blown out. I kind of liked Pittsburgh a little bit. Uh, but there's no team I like more than Arizona this weekend. I thought getting points with them, they already won in this building. You got Stafford's wife concerned about, you know, whether the fans are going to sell their tickets and whether there'll be a true home field edge here for the Rams. And so, you know, you worry about that. No, that was, that was dumb. Like, you, you know what she didn't realize is yeah. she that was the San Francisco game. Yeah. The San Francisco 49ers are a big-time team, bro, with fans yeah. that'll pay money to get in. Like, that's what yeah. she doesn't understand. <laughs> it won't be as bad with the Cardinals. Exactly. Right? It won't be as bad with the Cardinals. It was just kind of silly for her to go down that route. But, look, I, I think Arizona, they already won in L.A. 37-20 this year. They've been good on the road. That's where they've been at their best. They're getting healthier. The Rams are not getting healthier. I think that's something you want to factor in. And I like the over, too. Look, I don't understand why this totals 50. You look at the first meeting, it was 37-20, went over the total. 54 was the total in the first meeting. Second meeting, it was 30-23, to 23, 53 points, and the total was 51. Why is this total lower than those two when the two games went over the total, especially now with these injuries and the safety, safety spot for the Rams? So I think we'll see enough points. I think we get 51 minimum. And then the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs will collide once again. Of course, they played in the AFC Conference Championship game last year. Kansas City won easily. Uh, Buffalo had had their, you know, that game circled this year. And Buffalo went into Kansas City earlier this year and absolutely smashed uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, which you can say doesn't really matter 
But I think it does. I think it does from a confidence standpoint. And as good as the Chiefs are, and let's be real, the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't very good. So as good as the Chiefs are, they're not as good as they were two years ago. Right, they're not this like juggernaut in which it's like, oh my God, I don't, we don't even like, we've never seen anything like this before. Now there's tape, like people can sort of figure it out a little bit. Now it doesn't mean they're easy to beat. Uh, still, they're a dangerous ass team. When everyone was ripping them all year, I told everyone, I said, man, this team's the, you know, the most dangerous team in the AFC. The road still goes through uh, Kansas City to get to the Super Bowl, uh, but. If Buffalo can play the way they the way they did last night, Papano, I know that's kind of cliche to say, but I'm just saying, if Buffalo are on their A game, those guys are almost unbeatable. Like Josh Allen is is you know the guy's a monster, man. He's a beast. All right, and you see they got that ground game going. That's going to be a hell of a football game next week, Papano. Buffalo, Kansas City. Yeah, terrific football game. Uh, and you look at it; they've got history as well. Uh, you talk about two teams that met for the AFC Championship last year. Bills will definitely uh, be looking to make amends for that. And I think this is where we find out if the Bills have matured, learned some things, gotten better. Everybody's gotten better. Has Josh Allen gotten better? Can he play with poise in the tough environment that is Arrowhead Stadium? Can they run the football? Can they show that physicality, that toughness, that we're going to own the line of scrimmage against you guys, not the other way around? They didn't show it in the AFC title game. They got kicked in the line of scrimmage. They got their butts kicked. I remember that yeah, game but they last weren't ready. Year. And we like Dick ready. said after, yeah. we were, they, he said, man, we just, you know what I mean? We got, we just fell apart. He said, nothing, yeah. nothing felt right. Like Diggs and Diggs had played in big games in Minnesota before. He said, I could just tell, like our guys were, were rattled yeah. and they, quite frankly, they were nervous, but that's, that's the whole point because all these teams, listen, they all have the physical stuff, right? And we know Stafford this, you know, Calum, uh, Josh, they all have the physical ability to me. It's the mental, it's the mental ability, the mental toughness. Can you handle the moment? And do it because, you know, every almost every quarterback in the NFL has the skill to win a Super Bowl. But do you have the, the mentality, right? Can you handle that moment? And Allen, man, he was he had his game face on on Saturday night. He was a hundred million thousand percent focused, this kid. And you saw after the game, even the celebration wasn't, you know, what I mean, like he you know, what I mean, he, they, they're on a mission. Like I talked about last night on the show after the game. This team isn't here just to win a playoff game or two. Like they, it's Super Bowl or bust for the Buffalo Bills. Great weekend of football next week in the National Football League, but it's going to be awesome. Certainly is. And you talk about how it's growth for everybody, Allen and the offense, you know, the defense for the staff as well, because, you know, that was one of those rare instances. I don't think Sean McDermott and the staff had their best game last year in that AFC title game. And, and that's a good staff. I like everybody on that Buffalo Bills coaching staff. And it'll be a shame if they lose one or two of them, which they very well might after this season. But they didn't have their best game there either. And they get a chance to learn game plan differently. They've seen Mahomes now. What do you do differently that will work this time around that you failed to do? last year. Those are the kind of things that when you have a good coaching staff like the Bills do, you trust a coaching staff to make those kind of different adjustments and have a different type of you know, wrinkle plan for a game like this when you're playing the same team and a damn good Kansas City team for the second year in a row in the playoffs. So it's a great game. And I'll be honest, right now I'm looking, I'll, we'll, we'll see where the line is. But situationally, I think there's things that add up for Buffalo. Yeah, we'll see where it ends up when it's all uh, said and done. Ian Cameron uh, kicking with us. As far as the future market is concerned right now, Babano, it's uh, five to one. Uh, the Buffalo Bills. So the Bills guys were plus 750 coming into the weekend. Now the Buffalo Bills are plus 500, and the Kansas City Chiefs are plus 420. So there's no surprises, really. I mean, Green Bay, Green Bay were plus 380, but uh, now they're plus 370. 
Uh, Kansas City were like plus 450. Now they're plus 420. So the market really hasn't moved all that much. Uh, you got Tampa Bay right now. Tampa Bay's checking in at five to one. Really, the big move was Buffalo, but Bano from seven fifty to five to one. Yeah, exactly, and uh, that is the uh, and you can tell the the Chiefs definitely, obviously, will still be up ahead of the Buffalo Bills in the futures market because they'll get the home game next. I don't week think so, them, but Bano. I'm just gonna say I don't think there's great value on the Bills at five to one, and I don't say that because I don't think the Bills can make it to the Super Bowl. But what I'm saying is. You, you can roll it over. It really is the rollover now. You know what I mean? You'd be better off. You take money the money line, line against the Chiefs. Yeah. Boom. You take the money line again after if the Bills win. And then, boom, you take the money line. Like, let's say the Buffalo Bills play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or something in the Super Bowl. It's not like the Bills are going to be favorites. Right? So, you know, against Tom Brady. So, that's my whole point. I'm just stating the Bills need to win three games. You And three games on the money line will add up to more than plus 500. That's my point. That's why I'm not biting on the Bills' futures. I know that there's better value just to load up on each money line, Babano. There's three teams I would consider in terms of the futures board right now, and they're not, they're not any of the favorites. I'll tell you that right now. I wouldn't want Buffalo or anyone that's five to one or less. I'd be looking at a Niners. I'd be looking at a Bengals. I'd be looking at maybe even Arizona if you still haven't jumped off the bandwagon of them yet because of that bad last month of the year. I'm looking down the board. If you're going to bet Super Bowl futures right now, in my opinion, look down the board and maybe hope one of these teams that can, can get hot. Maybe Cincinnati's catching fire now. San Francisco's on fire right now. Maybe Arizona can ramp it up again here now that the playoffs are about to start. Those are the those are the prices I'm looking at. I think the value's been lost though on on some of these teams now. It was there was value there. It was, it, yeah. yeah, it That's was. If you're going to bet them now is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, you had to bet something, yeah. No, no, you know what? It's not that bad, though, actually. Some, some of these numbers. I'm actually surprised the Chiefs. I'm actually surprised about the Chiefs' number. Like, I would have it in the threes by now, considering, you know what I mean, they're, they're playing at home. But Tennessee are the ones, and that's the team that no one's talking about. You know, we just sort of forget. Like, out of sight, out of mind, right? Everyone, seriously, like, even people talk about the Green Bay Packers. We've talked about every damn team, but it's like, who? Tennessee, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're in the playoffs, huh? It's like, yeah, not only are they in the playoffs, they're actually the, 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 the top seed, right? So not only are they in the playoffs, they're actually the top seed. All right, time's just flying by on this Sunday, bloody Sunday uh, edition of the Late Night Anger Management Class. We haven't even gotten to the pucks yet. We talk pucks next with Ian Cameron. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. This is Fortridge. You already know that. You also know I am Gable Brents. We're kicking it the mightier 1090 San Diego, SoCal, ESPN Radio, Sports Grid Radio Networks, Sirius XM Channel 159. It's Martin Luther King uh, Day. And we got a full slate of action, day action, NBA and NHL. Let's start off on the ice, uh, Babano. And uh, what's the deal? Are you going to be on tomorrow during the games? What time are you guys on uh, for, for the ice guys? You're going to be on during somebody's games, I got to assume. 
Well, we'll be on at our normal time, 2 p.m. Eastern, which is Monday to Friday, and then we're on noon Eastern, Saturday, Sunday. But we'll be on at our normal time tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern, and there's only one game that starts before we our show starts. So we'll still get through the majority of Monday's cards. So it's business as usual for us. <laughs> well, business as usual, except it's all day long. Um, so it, it starts at 1 o'clock Eastern. Detroit Red Wings and the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, Red Wings, not often road favorites, but they are in this spot. Minus 137. The total is six there. Uh, we have the uh, Minnesota Wild and the Colorado Avalanche. It's a good game. Uh, that's at 3 o'clock Eastern. Uh, the Wild are plus 176 road dogs. Colorado Avalanche are always massive favorites. Uh, this is actually a shorter price by Av standards. Uh, minus 215. Oh, wow, the two worst teams in the National Hockey League going head-to-head, and it's fitting. <laughs> um, you know, they should probably want to lose this game so they get Shane Wright, who's the projected number one pick of the draft. The Montreal Canadiens and the Arizona Coyotes in the desert at 4 o'clock Eastern. Coyotes are minus 113. The Canadians are minus 106. The total is six in that game. For the record, the, to- the total is six and a half in the Minnesota-Colorado game. Uh, we've got the Los Angeles Kings and S.J. Sharkey. Uh, Kings and Sharks, Sharks. Um, our small home dogs here at minus 104. You got to lay 15 cents with the Kings right now. Total five and a half in that game. Chicago Blackhawks are in Seattle. The game is essentially a pickle, minus 110. Total five and a half in that uh, contest. The Philadelphia Flyers and the Islanders. We got a full slate of games, guys. The Islanders are minus 184. Flyers plus 152. Total five and a half. Nashville Predators and the Blues. Uh, Blues minus 132 at home against the Preds. The total is six. And uh, we've got the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, on the strip in Vegas on Monday night. Full slate of pucks, Babano. Which game catches your eye the most? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great slate. I mean, uh, eight games, looking forward to them. Even the first game, Detroit-Buffalo, two bad teams. I know Detroit – what I know is Detroit's terrible on the road. They really are. They've been awful on the road all year. They're 4-14 four and, four and, uh, on the road. I don't just I just don't think either of these teams is good enough to beat the other team two in a row. That's why they're bad teams. Detroit shut out Buffalo Saturday for nothing, and now they're playing again here. I'd probably like Buffalo here as a home dog in this one to bounce back and beat Detroit. Um, Minnesota, Colorado, I, I like goals in that game. It's two very good offensive teams. It's two teams that haven't necessarily shut it down defensively, six and a half. I know finally, I believe for the first time in a bunch, Colorado's last game stayed under, but that was against Arizona on a back-to-back. A lot of firepower, both sides. I think it probably gets over six and a half that game. L.A. San Jose. I'm not stepping in front of L.A. right now. They're playing great hockey. Uh, they're on a win streak. San Jose's lost a couple in a row. They're kind of coming back down to earth. Concern for L.A. though is they've got some COVID issues starting to ramp up for them, and that's unfortunate. They put Adrian Kempe uh, on the protocol list today. Uh, it looks like they might be starting to have a few protocol issues on COVID. So keep an eye on that. That might hurt the Kings a bit, but. I'd still be only looking at the Kings in that game against the uh, Sharks. And Montreal, Arizona, two bad teams. I'd look over the total. You know, two teams way out of it. Just have some fun. Score some goals, maybe. I actually think Montreal might be, for the first time in a while, might be the side to look at. Because they're finally going to look at this as, hey, maybe we can win a game. And say what you will about all the, this AHL lineup of theirs, Gabe. They're playing hard, this this group, with even with all the absences they've had. They've been losing, but it's not because of a lack of effort. This is finally a chance for them maybe to win a hockey game. So I'm actually kind of leaning to the Habs there. I agree with you. I agree with you. I've watched the Montreal Canadiens play a couple of times in the last week or so, Babano, and the effort is there, right? They're just, you know I mean? They're talent challenged. I think It's like the Laval Rocket playing for the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, exactly. They're rolling out an AHL team right now. But at least 
I actually like what they're doing because a couple of these guys, you know, can can prove themselves and be on the team. And quite frankly, they're tanking right now, Babano, right? They are. And, and it's a good time to tank. There's no fans allowed in Montreal anyways. So there's no fans. You know, you went to the Cup last year. It's kind of strange. Like, it's amazing to fall from grace, like to be in the Stanley Cup Finals just a couple of months ago and now, you know, being contention for the top pick yet. The Canadians never get an opportunity to get the top pick of the draft. So I think they should embrace it, actually. And I think they have by putting the roster that they have out there. But as you stated, man, those kids do uh, compete. And as far as the Los Angeles Kings, man, this this King team, Babano, this is like they've had a couple of like mini streaks like this this year, haven't they? Where they this team gets hot, man, and you know, sort of like a baseball team. You know what I mean? Like every baseball team during the season will have a six or seven game win streak or an eight game losing losing streak, and both. But the Kings have been like this, where they get hot, and then when they're hot, you know, as you said, you don't want to get in front of them. They've won four games in a row right now. They're, you know, they're playing great defense. They're getting great goaltending. They're not giving uh, up many goals, Babano. Kings are on a roll. They are on a roll, and everyone's playing well and stepping up for them uh, offensively. They've got, uh, they're scoring enough goals. Their goaltending from Quick and Peterson, uh, particularly during the win streak, has been uh, really good. We'll see if they keep it. Philip Deneau has been a nice yeah, fight. Deneau's been too. on fire. He's been good offense, and look, he's been he's been good offensively too lately. He's finally found his offensive touch. We know he's still a premier defensive forward. He's always had that. Uh, Alex Ayafalo, like I said, Kempe Kopitar's really turned back the clock. Had hit one of his better offensive seasons in quite some time. They've got a nice mix: youth and prospects and players that are just getting their first look in the NHL. They're going to get better with time, and they've still got that little mix of the older veteran group that was winning the cups many years ago, Doughty and Brown and Kopitar. They've got a very nice mix here right now, the LA Kings, and it's working both ends of the ice. They're playing some solid hockey right now. Wheels starting to fall off for the Kraken, aren't they right now, Babano? They're starting to play like, yeah. look like they're an looking expansion, like an expansion team. team, unlike the Vegas team in the first year. Yeah. Yeah. They took a different approach and you know, I, we'll, we'll see what happens in a couple of years down the road. I don't know. Vegas is an outlier. It's a, the Vegas expansion story is the most successful expansion story ever. Like it just is. Like it's, it's not heard of that they came to the league and they've been good every year and are just contenders every year like this. Seattle's a different story, but just one eight and one in their last ten hockey games of battle games to pick them against the Blackhawks. Any feeling like is is this a game you think all right the Kraken can get it done or is it a winnable game for the Blackhawks in your opinion more so? Well, it's all Chicago or nothing. I mean, Seattle for me is nine straight losses. They actually got the Kings in a bit of a favorable spot. And the Kings, as much as I've been singing their praises, they were not playing well on the road. And yet they still went on the road. They beat Seattle 3-1 to one the other night. The offense has really struggled the last few games, Seattle. And really defensively, I thought they'd be a lot better than they've been. And Philip Grubauer has not been good in net uh, for the Seattle Kraken. And Drieger... Uh, has been in a few times, and they've still not been able to win with him uh, in between the pipes uh, for this uh, Seattle team. So it's really been a struggle at both ends of the ice. Chicago beat them already uh, in Seattle earlier this season, uh, 4-2 to two back in November. I don't see what changes here. Chicago's actually won four in a row, and they beat Vegas. Marc-Andre Fleury was terrific in that game. They just shut out Anaheim 3-0. They've won four straight. They're playing a little bit better now. They're just in... They're just, to me, the better team at the moment and more trustworthy. So for me, at that even price, I would look Chicago. we got a couple more minutes before we get Babano out of here on the late-night agri management class. Uh, but Nashville and St. Louis, how about this, Babano? The Nashville Predators have beaten the Blues five straight times. 
Five straight wins against the St. Louis Blues for the Preds. That's got to be pissing the Blues off. Uh, Blues, small home favorites here, laying about 32 cents right now, Fandle. Yeah, this feels like a good spot for St. Louis. I mean, uh, they came out, uh, finally had their home streak snapped by Toronto on Saturday night, 6-5 to five win for the Leafs. Uh, we'll see if they can bounce back from that. Yeah, I mean, obviously they have had their struggles with Nashville. I think Nashville's got to start to slide back a little bit. They've played much better than I anticipated, but now they finally have lost two in a row. Buffalo beat them 4-1. They lost in overtime to Boston uh, over the weekend. I want to see if the Blues get some guys back from protocol. They had Buchnevich. Tarasenko, Perron, Pareko on the blue line, key, key contributors and players to this Blues team out against Toronto, which is why I like the Leafs on Saturday night. But if they get some of those guys back, I think it's a a cheap price on the Blues. Keep in mind, even with the loss to Toronto, Gabe, they're still 12-1-1 in their last 14 home games. They have been phenomenal on home ice. Off the loss to Toronto, if they get some of their key guys back off protocol, they might be worth a look here. Short price at home. All right, Babano, we've got uh, last game here. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins in Vegas. So Pittsburgh, people don't really talk about these guys, uh, but remember at the start of the season, you know, they didn't have Malkin. They didn't have Crosby. They didn't didn't have Gensel. They didn't have all these guys. And it was like, all right, man, oh, this is going to be a rough start. And they played well, Babano, right? The, The other guys, everybody else actually played well. And we're seeing this team as they get healthier as the season goes on. These guys are racking up the wins. I mean, they've only lost 10 games this year uh, to Pittsburgh Penguins, despite being shorthanded as much as they were early. Red hot right now. They've won eight of their last 10, uh, but battle going into Vegas. Uh, game's basically a pick em. Yeah, this is probably Adeline Pittsburgh. I mean, they're, they're playing well, and Vegas is another team like St. Louis. There's a lot of COVID issues and injuries right now, again, on this team. They were starting to get yeah. healthy, and now Pacioretty and Alec Martinez and Shea Theodore and William Carrier and Nolan Patrick, Nicholas Waugh. I mean, it's a starting the injuries and the absences are starting to crank up again for Vegas, unfortunately. So Penguins playing well on this road trip. Um, I'd probably lean Penguins right here. I got to see if Vegas gets healthier. That's the only way I would even consider the Golden Knights right now. And they've lost two in a row without a lot of these key players. Great stuff, Ian Cameron. You can follow him on Twitter at Babano. Great work this weekend, uh, Babano. I will give you credit. You are a machine. Um, you love what you do, and you're always ready to go. So uh, good time last night doing the Bills game. Thanks for breaking down these hockey games uh, with us tonight. You can catch up a battle tomorrow and the crew on the ice, guys. And uh, a battle will be uh, back with us on the Wicked Wednesday with the Raging Redhead. Cam Stewart, Ian Cameron. Great stuff, a battle. Thanks a lot, my man. All right, thanks, Steve. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. We roll it. 
Sunday, bloody Sunday. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Thanks, Dean Cameron, for kicking it with us uh, on the program. Uh, always, uh, always cool breaking it down. Full slate of NHL hockey uh, on the board. Martin Luther King Day, and of course, we got a full slate um, right now of uh, NBA basketball. We got a playoff game. We got a uh, playoff uh, game Monday night. All right, um, which is kind of rare. You know what I mean? Like I said, it hasn't happened since 1977. It's throwing me off a little bit because it's like, oh, yeah, now we're moving on to the next round. But uh, no, uh, we're not. We've got another wild card game left. And I'm taking a look at some of the props uh, here. I'm taking a look at some of the props. Uh, and I'm start, I'm going to start to click away because I think these numbers are going to uh, change. And they're going to move. And let's start off with Zach Ertz, actually. Let's start off with Zach Ertz. And Zach Ertz was a great acquisition. It is too bad for Arizona that they had the injuries. We'll see about J.J. Watt, game-time decision. Um, Hopkins is obviously out. It's too bad because the, the Cardinals did do a good job of loading this roster up. And at least now, even though they don't have Hopkins, they still have A.J. Green, they still have Kirk. Um, but Zach Ertz was a great pickup for these guys. He's been an impact player for them. Um, although he hasn't scored a touchdown in a little while, he's been racking up the targets and he's been racking up the receptions. So the last four games specifically, like with, with Hopkins out, he's kind of the most reliable and dependable guy uh, for Arizona. Against Seattle, he had seven catches. He was targeted 10 times, 84 yards. Against the uh, the Dallas Cowboys in the win, um, same thing. Seven catches, he was targeted nine times. 41 yards only, though. But he did have seven catches. To me, it's all about the usage. It's about the volume. And the volume and the usage is massive when it comes to Zach Ertz. Yeah, it, it really is incredible when you look at how much this guy has been targeted. Uh, Ten times, nine times, 13 times, 11 times. I mean, we're talking about basically double-digit targets on a weekly basis. His prop is five and a half catches. We'll pull the trigger to the over. All right, he's got over five catches. He's gone over five and a half catches in uh, in four straight games. He's had six uh, receptions, eight receptions, seven receptions, and seven receptions. There should and will be points put up on the board uh, in this game. All right. So for the record, um, when they played against the Rams, he was um, he wasn't there both times, right? Because he was uh, he got traded. He got picked up from Philadelphia. So he wasn't, he wasn't there for both games. In a game that he played, he had five catches on seven targets. So it's five and a half. We would need six. Uh, but he's got six or more in four consecutive football games. Now, we can, you know, we can look at the yards here, too. It's 53 and a half. I prefer the over five and a half, especially with tight ends and especially with the Rams and stuff. Like, basically, Kyler Murray, this is his safety valve. And he could get rid of it a couple more than a few times, and then basically Ertz will get tackled right away. I do think that Ertz is going to have a big game. I think that Ertz probably goes over both of his props. I think he goes over five and a half receptions, and I think he'll go over 53 and a half receiving yards. But if I had to pick one to play, I would go with the receptions. As I stated, six or more receptions in four straight football games. He is like one of the most reliable players that they have right now. And it's not just the receptions, it's the targets, right? 11 targets, 13 targets, 9 targets, 10 targets, 
a nine or, he's been targeted nine or more times in, in four straight football games as well. So we're going to have a piece of Zach Ertz props. Like I said, I'm, I'm interested in both of them, but I like the over five and a half more. I like the I like the uh, the reception prop more than the yard prop, but it's it's a it's a low enough number, and I think it's probably going to creep up to like fifty seven and a half or, you know, I think it'll go up. Like these numbers will move, so that's why I'm trying to get a head start on these right now. Specifically, let's talk about Kyler Murray. So Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray's rushing uh, rushing prop is thirty eight and a half right now. Now we've seen. Quarterbacks take off more in the playoffs. Quarterbacks take off more in must-win situations, right? You know, listen, the quarterbacks, they don't want to get hurt. They don't want to get drilled. The coaches preach and tell them, don't take off all the time. Stay in the pocket and all that. You know what I mean? Don't get, don't be uh, reckless. It's a regular season game. Well, it's not a regular season game anymore, and you have to be reckless to win. Right, like you almost, you know, you have to go all out. Kingsbury's never won a playoff game before. This is Kyler Murray's first ever playoff game. You know, you're dealing with a, you know, yes, the secondary is, you know, has some injuries as far as the safeties are concerned, but you're still talking about Jalen Ramsey here. All right, you're still, you're still talking about a, you still have to deal with Aaron Donald, and you can't tell me that there's not going to be more than one occasion that Kyler Murray is going to be in trouble and he's going to take off. So against Seattle, uh, he only had 35 rush yards against Seattle. Five carries, 35. But Kyler Murray is the type of guy that sort of holds things back a little bit, even though I don't think he should. You know, Arizona and Kyler Murray has that attitude that, oh, you know what, I'm going to dial it up a notch now. But, you know, you guys haven't proven anything yet. So, But I do believe that he will be all in. Like, Murray is going to be all in on this. He knows, like, his legacy. He needs to prove. And, you know, he's a star, and it's about winning a game. And it would be massive. You win this game. It's a standalone game. Monday night football in Los Angeles. You know, second biggest market in America. And then you set it up that you're playing Tom Brady the following week. You know, there's it's all, you know massive opportunity for Kyler Murray. Now, I do think that Murray is going to be aggressive with his feet. And I think he's going to take off. Like uh, like Bob and Doug McKenzie. Take off, eh? He's going to take off. For the record, he had 61 yards rushing in the last contest, which wasn't that long ago. It was December the 13th. So he had 61 rush yards against the Rams. I would expect similar. I think it's too light, this number. Look, Josh Allen had a big number, and they tried to scare people off. Like, Josh Allen ended up closing at 49 and a half rush yards. And it was like, oh, my God, that's a high number for a quarterback. Um, you know, and whatever, dude. He had, like, 46 rush yards on three three attempts, like, early in the game. And, he, you know, he sailed over the number. But I like this one. And I also, this is going to be one that the public, like, the public used to not play props very much. But it was just basically degenerates. And, like, and, and you know, the DFS guys changed things, right? Because the DFS guys didn't bet that much before. They bet a bit, but they didn't bet like they bet now, right? They didn't bet before. You know, those guys, you know what I mean? They were playing DFS. They were killing it on on, on the DFS sites. Uh, but then the, the DFS sites that they were playing on became sports books. And they still play DFS, but then they started to play the props more, right? Because they realized, you know what? 
there's money to be made, and those guys are very smart. Some of these guys are geniuses, and they can, they, you know, what I mean, they can sense and they can see value on this prop board immediately. So now, you know, now the, the prop market's different. So now tomorrow night, too, guys, like there, there's going to be more live movement than usual, right? I mean, it's the only game, and it's a playoff game. And like I said, when they announced this, I thought it was a dumb idea. I was like, why are you playing a wild card game on Monday? It's wild card weekend. It's not wild card Monday, right? You're putting a team at a disadvantage now after you got to play a shorter week. It's just, you know, I didn't like it, but from the viewer, from just from the fan standpoint, it's pretty cool. You know, we got a playoff game. We got more opportunities to, to bet on this wild card round. We can roll some money that we made over and try to build this thing up going into next week. And we got a full slate of action all day long tomorrow, NBA and NHL as well. But I do, and I think, so like I said, so now the, the people bet props more than ever. There's all kinds of people, on, you know, they give picks and only props and stuff. And then people do like the quarterback props, right? They're going to look at Kyler Murray and, you know, they're going to think, why not bet Kyler Murray over rush yards? So it's 38 and a half now. My guess is tomorrow it gets into the 40s. It's going to go up. So if you're going to bet this Kyler Murray uh, QB rush yard prop, I suggest bet it now, bet it tonight, bet it after the show. You know what I mean? If you want to kick back and go over your account and see how you want to approach it. But I'm telling you, this number will go up. I'm betting this. In fact, let's just uh, get it in now. I've got like eight bets lined up right now for tomorrow. But I gotta open up the I gotta open up another page again because I don't want to put in all the eight bets. I got a bunch of NBA props that I'm looking at here. We'll share a couple NBA thoughts with you too. Got some early NBA action. But I want to get this Kyler Murray prop in now because I know you guys are gonna start clicking this thing right now as well. <laughs> so this number's gonna move. We'll see if it moves by the end of the show, actually. Kyler Murray, 38 and a half. And it's in. And it's in. So I like Kyler Murray over to 38 and a half rush yards. I like um, Zach Ertz over five and a half receptions. Cooper Cup's um, prop is seven and a half receptions. Not cheap, huh? Seven and a half. Yet any you know what you take any under. I mean this guy this guy is a machine, yet the number is high at seven and a half. Like needing to get eight catches is not a comfortable situation to be in. Just you know it should be plus money, but it's minus money. It's minus money to seven and a half. Look, he was targeted seven times against the 49ers in the last game of the season, and he caught all seven targets, but that would have lost. The week before against Baltimore, he was targeted seven times, and he caught six of them. So, look, the last two games, he's been targeted less than what the actual prop is. Now, in the three games before that, it was, you know, he had 13 catches, nine catches, and 10 catches. It's something that's, you know what, like I was kidding earlier about, I don't know how come I don't have more money in my account, and we did win money, right, this weekend. Our NFL picks were rock solid, but where we did lose, and normally we do very well with, is the touchdown props. And it's something to remember moving forward, and it's sort of like, you know, I it was my own words last week, and I brought it up to you guys, 
And I said, you know, in the playoffs, other teams take away the star players more. You know what I mean? Like, so you'll get random guys that'll start scoring touchdowns. Or you, so you get random guys that'll start scoring touchdowns because they take away. So, like, where I'm going with this is, if you, you know, if you are Arizona, you want to take away Cooper Cup. You know, you know that it's like, all right, Stafford looks at this guy all the time. It'll make him uncomfortable if he's covered. Now, OBJ, so seven and a half, ugh, it's, it's a little high right now. Let's see, maybe, you know what, with, with what I'll tell you? I'd like to see the cup to go to six and a half. Um, and then I would pull it. I would pull the trigger, even if I had to lay juice on it, but I don't see it happening. I, I don't I, I don't see it happening. OBJ is three and a half receptions. And listen, he's been good. It's funny, like, it's the same crap as always, right? Trolls in chat rooms and the media and stuff and social media. They all said Beckham sucks, all this and that. He's been really good, and they're just silent now. I think he goes over three and a half. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Three-minute warning. Level three, Sunday, buddy, Sunday. I am Renzi. Sirius XM Channel 159. I'll be back at 6 o'clock Eastern tomorrow on Sirius XM 159 Sports Grid Radio and Television Networks. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night at uh, 9 o'clock um, on the Mightier 1090 ESPN uh, Radio post uh, little post-game uh, coverage. So what's your pick, uh, Matthias? You've gone to a couple of Rams games uh, this year. Whose house? Rams house. Whose house? Rams house. Um, whose house is it going to be tomorrow? The Cards? The Red Sea? Or is it the Rams' house? Who are you taking? I got the Rams, Gabe, and I feel good about it. I think that the Cardinals without DeAndre Hopkins are not the same offense. That team's, you know what, they lose five out of the last six games or four out of the last five games of the season. Four out of the last five, LA, yeah. L.A. all day. Let's go. L.A. all day. I get the feeling the Rams are going to win this game as well. I think it's going to be a closer game. Um, the Rams have owned them. I think the Rams will find a way. Um Aaron Donald will make a play. I do agree. They're not. They're not as explosive without uh, without DeAndre Hopkins. There's been a lot of talk about Matt Stafford. Stafford will be fine. Just limit the. You know, Stafford throw one interception. All right. Like limit it to one and make make sure it's not a pick six and it'll be all right. Look, Tom Brady throws interceptions. Everybody throws interceptions, right? You know what I mean. Thing is, they can't be like don't throw an early pick six. You can't bury them early. Um, I think, though, Matt Stafford will be fine and will take, you know, it'll be a week-by-week thing with Stafford. Listen, Tampa Bay's awaiting the winner. It's not going to be easy, no matter who wins this game tomorrow, but it's not going to be easy for anybody to get to the Super Bowl. Everybody playing uh, right now is still a good team. All right, so we told you about um, we told you about Kyler Murray. 
uh, early NBA basketball, uh, Ingram, Brandon Ingram's been on fire. Uh, right now, he was out with COVID. He came back from COVID, and he was struggling offensively a little bit, but he's been hitting shots. It's 22-and-a-half his prop, but I think he's going to get there tomorrow morning against the Boston Celtics. Um, you've got the, uh, the Chicago Bulls, all right? I like this money line parlay here. I think Boston are going to win the game. Boston are starting to heat up right now. We talked about them turning a corner last week. I know what, they're like 5-2 and two now in their last seven. They're starting to win some games. So... Um, I like Boston and Memphis. There's going to be no no ball, no Caruso. Uh, everyone's out. Other than that, you're on your own later. 